It's the first Prez Monday check-in. We'll have a chat, but not spill tea. Hey, it's the first Prez Monday check-in. We got the Bible and Greg and me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another edition of the Monday check-in. It's the last Monday check-in in July. Uh, okay. I, or <laughs> it's the last Monday check-in of a month. You decide what month. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Maybe a person is listening to this in July. And so this is their last Monday check-in. It's mm-hmm. our first Monday check-in in three weeks. Yeah. Uh, because Damon took some much-needed, much-deserved, and hopefully meaningful time away. Yeah. No, I did. It was all of those things. Uh, yeah, it's been a piece, though, hasn't it? And I had neither the time nor the energy to record the Monday check-in on my own in Damon's absence, nor would you have wanted to listen to me ramble on for 20 to 30 minutes without Damon providing color commentary. So be glad that this is the first time you've heard us in three weeks. I actually went back. This is silly. I looked at our YouTube statistics and a few people have been looking for us. I bet they have, yeah. Watching previous issues because they've been looking (laughs) for our updated issue. And so, um, so mm-hmm. we're, we're back. Did you and miss just, us? Yeah. And just trying to live with the mystery of what's going on. Where did these guys go? Yeah. What's happening? And we didn't tell them two weeks ago that, or three weeks ago that that was going to be the last one for a little while. We didn't because we've struggled to think ahead uh, recently. <laughs> 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 Thank you for speaking the truth in love, Damon. That is exactly why we didn't mention this three weeks ago, because we were not thinking a week or two or three ahead. That is the God honest truth right there. Nope, it absolutely just didn't occur to me until that Monday. Oh, uh, we're probably not going to have a (laughs) check-in this week. No, because you were Uh, in New York City at that time? Well, I was waiting. to New York City? I was on a plane. Yeah, that would have been hard to record it. That Monday morning. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, or uh, yeah, we're probably not going to have one the next week either. Uh, <laughs> or, well, that was that was a no that, that we I should have known that one because I was over in Colorado doing a wedding last mm-hmm. week. Yeah, um, but here we are. We're here. We're back. Uh, I'm Damon Jensen Heitman. I'm one of the pastors of First Presbyterian Church of Hastings, Nebraska. Uh, joined by Greg Allen Pickett, the other pastor at First Presbyterian Church in Hastings, Nebraska, and glad to be back here with our loyal listeners, and and frankly, glad to be back here with you, Damon. Yeah, well, it's good to be back, for sure. So, uh, and we're back for now, at least. <laughs> the <laughs> summer is... too far ahead at this point. <laughs> I there's think a you've lot got of... at least three weeks of us, and then it gets a little sketchy this summer. But yeah, we'll... there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of in and out. Yeah. Uh, the, during, during this summer, at least. So, uh, but the Monday check-in, what we, what we will typically do is we have a little bit of a Bible study, a little mini uh, examination, exploration of uh, one or more of the passages that are going to be used for the upcoming Sunday. The upcoming Sunday this time around is Pentecost Sunday, excuse me. So we'll take a look at that, uh, have some conversation about that, some of the themes, ideas, questions maybe that we have for the passage, questions that the passage might have for us. 
then we switch gears and we share a little bit about the life of the church at First Pres Hastings. And I'm, I'm going to assume, Greg, that it's your turn to do the opening prayer. Okay. I'd love to do that. <laughs> let, us, uh, let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for the opportunity to gather and to study your word and the call that it places on our lives. This particular week, we're studying the arrival of the Holy Spirit giving birth to the church. And so, God, we ask that you heighten our senses to make us aware of the presence of your spirit in our lives, in our communities, and in the world. And when that spirit is prodding us to be courageous and bold, and to speak with your words, let us listen to that spirit and let us respond. In the same way that Peter stood up and spoke at this Pentecost event that we will study today. Bless and guide our words and our time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So this year for uh, the Pentecost Sunday, we have this uh, reading from the book of Acts, as we do every year, uh, <laughs> Pentecost Sunday. I don't know, maybe the other, maybe the supplementary readings change. I don't know if those are the same. They're, They're all, the same. All the readings are always the same. And uh, what I will say, uh, I said this at Bible study earlier today, um, and I need to actually cite my source, which I will find for you at some point and maybe mention next week. But one of the biblical scholars that I read said, uh, in much of the global church, Pentecost is as important of a Sunday in the life of the church as Christmas and Easter. And this biblical scholar suggested that, in fact, it should be that the birth of Christ, the resurrection of Christ, and then the descending of the Holy Spirit to give birth to the church should be held on the same level of importance. And so we do, as First Presbyterian Church, return to this story every year, but we don't do it with quite the same urgency that we do with Christmas and Easter. Uh, we don't have a big lead up to it uh, like we do with Advent and Lent, but the reality is that this is an important story in our shared life as uh, Christ's church. And it's as important, according to this one biblical scholar, as, as Christ's birth and Christ's resurrection, uh, because it is uh, yeah. Anyways, mm -hmm. be thinking about that as you listen to the story and as you think, why do they make us wear red one Sunday every year and make us all hear the same story every year? Um, some biblical scholar out there somewhere whose name I will find for you and share with you next week uh, okay. said that. <laughs> yeah. And no less of an authority than some biblical scholar somewhere said <laughs> it. Uh, so they're reading, but it makes sense. It's an integral story. It's the it's uh, the story of well, it's the story of the birth of the church. Uh, we like to say so. So it comes from us from to us from Acts chapter two, uh, verses one through twenty one, and it reads something like this. While you were praying, I remembered that this. Uh, passage contains one of my favorite lines of scripture, but uh, I can read something like this. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. 
divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one of them heard because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? How is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that's how that story goes. Greg, what do you got? Can I take a guess? At, <clears throat> you said one of your favorite lines in all of scriptures here. Mm -hmm. It's the quoting of the passage of Joel, where it talks about the, uh, the heaven above and the blood, fire, and smoky mist. That's it, right? <laughs> yeah, that, yep, that's the part of that quote that I really, <laughs> really moves me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the sun being turned to darkness. I'm excited about that. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, and there's a reference <laughs> to portents. Uh, uh -huh. You love any scripture that references the portents, don't you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it sounds kind of like porridge to me, and I'm a big fan of porridge. Indeed. Indeed. So, <laughs> so actually, I, I'd love to know which is it. Is it when Peter's talking uh, about the the people not being drunk? What's your, what's your favorite one of your favorite lines here? It is when so the, so there's two. The one that I was thinking of, I was thinking of uh, uh, kind of facetiously, and it's Peter. It, they're both from Peter. They're both from the end. Uh, the indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, <laughs> for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. I like so, that. I just think it's kind of funny. Like my question is, is there a parenthetical citation here that is, didn't make it to Acts 2? That it's like, but if it were seven o'clock at night, it <laughs> might be the new wine speaking and not the Holy yeah. Spirit. Right? It's not unreasonable. <laughs> <laughs> but at nine o'clock in the morning, it is unreasonable to assume that it's the yeah. new wine speaking. Yeah. Well, so, silly. 
thank God, literally, that the Holy Spirit descended at nine in the morning so Peter could explain <laughs> that. Because had the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit descended at seven o'clock at night, Peter might not have had the same excuse to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and less facetiously, I, uh, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams, right? Yeah. It would make sense if the sons and the daughters are going to prophesy, it would make sense to me that the young men and women would see visions and the young and the old men and women will dream dreams. But that sense of um, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, um, I really, I, I really like that. Yeah. And actually, if you go back to the Greek, um, it just uses the term young and the men is implied as well as the old. And Mm. so other biblical translations will just say your young shall see visions and your old shall dream dreams. Um, And then the next line, too, and even upon and in the NRSV that we just read, even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days, I will pour out my spirit. And that word slave is is a difficult one to wrestle with, particularly with our context of African-American slavery in the United States. But um, the, the point is that the the Holy Spirit is going to be poured out on everyone. No one's left out of this. Right. And and yeah, I do love the line that your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young shall see visions and your old shall dream dreams. It is. Mm, it's good. Yeah, it echoes this idea, uh, and I'm, I have no idea where this comes, that um, I shall make my home among the people, um, which maybe gets picked up in re- the book of Revelation yeah. as well, right? Um, but I think is a reflection of Older Testament um, theology and thinking that, yeah, I, sh- I shall make my home among the people and I shall dwell with them. Um, yeah, and, and also the the reminder you know that a holy vision could come from anybody you you don't know um at the the church that i served in in little falls minnesota had and i think that i might start doing this next year um uh, the confirmands would get stoles uh so when so when you were confirmed uh you would get a you would get a stole um, which is for those whose stoles are the ribbons that <laughs> Greg and I and the other, cloth, yeah. yeah, uh, and other, uh, pastors wear, uh, around their shoulders and neck, uh, while they're leading services, um, which I always thought was just, was a really cool visual reminder, um, to the entire congregation, but also to those confirmands that, like, you are fully qualified to to wear this stole. You are fully qualified to bear the spirit of God, um, which connects to a thing that you say often about uh, uh, equipping the called or something, something like that. God doesn't e- equipping the inactor. God equips the call. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then we've all been called, right? And so, yeah, yeah, yeah and it, it ties in beautifully with our theology of the priesthood of all believers, right? That we are all, and, and, and we intentionally try to reinforce that in, in different ways uh, throughout worship and, and throughout our time together as a family of faith. In fact, if you ever, um, and I know everybody at one point or another has looked at the staff block in the uh, bulletin 
the the where they print out uh, mm-hmm. who's on staff. And uh, do you have a bulletin there handy? I do. Yeah. And I think uh, what is it? I, it says the head it. of the church yeah. is Jesus Christ, and it mm-hmm. says ministers are all members. Is that right? Members of the church. It lists as ministers. And then it goes on to list some of our uh, paid staff. Uh, lists, yeah, senior pastor, associate pastor, you know, and those are particular people. All the other ones, are, you know, are particular people. But the first two lines are head of the church, Jesus Christ, ministers, members of the church. Yeah. And a minister <laughs> yeah. being, what's, a, what's the word minister? Like well, like to carry out like a, uh, someone who's in administration carries out the the sorts of things. So a minister must be related to that. You know, they carry out the work of the church, right? Yeah, yeah, and and ties in beautifully. Like you said, your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young shall see visions. Your old shall dream dreams. And upon everybody, in those days, I will pour out yeah. my Holy Spirit, and they shall prophesy. I. I think that's an interesting idea of, of yeah. stools to confirmands. I, I, yeah. I would like to explore that with you. Yeah, I, I would really like to do it. Um, and I would like to um, have the confirmands kind of decorate the stool throughout the year with their mentor uh, or have their mentor decorate, decorate it with them. I also, I grew up in a church. We, uh, Pentecost was often confirmation Sunday. So we oftentimes did those on the same, on the same Sunday for, well, all these reasons. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what else is here, Greg. Man, there's a lot, and and so we've been focusing on on just uh, Acts chapter two, and we've been looking at uh, talking about the verses seventeen and eighteen. But if we back up when we talk about this Holy Spirit descending upon all. Um, that that's when Damon and I, I'll say he did not stumble through. He boldly read through the names of all the different nationalities who were there. Um, but I actually like that too. Um, and, and I like the way that that comes off the tongue and sounds intra- Parthians, Medes, Elamites, Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia. And you just get all these weird words that are foreign to our ears and that's the whole point of listing all of these different places and all of these different people is that um, all of them are being exposed to this gift of the Holy Spirit, are being given this gift of the Holy Spirit. And in this case, what they're hearing are locals, Galileans, folks from the area around Galilee, who generally would just speak one language. And um, I just love this line. All were amazed and perplexed. Because in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God deeds of God's deeds of power. What does this mean, right? Uh, it's just uh, there's this incredible, um, I don't know. It's it, it, like this incredible listing of of all these different uh, nationalities and and peoples and and language groups, and and it's like this incredible rainbow of, of folks who are all being offered this gift of the Holy Spirit. And it's this blowing open the doors of what this church is going to be about. Um, and we've been talking about this in, 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 in the previous weeks when I preached on Galatians 5 and, and talked about um, how it's everyone. Everyone is, 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 
is open to this. And and Shelley Latham, our guest preacher, preached just uh, on Sunday about uh, about the gift of hospitality and 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 she talked about Lydia being an outsider, but becoming an insider because that's who the church is for, right? This radical welcome, this radical hospitality. Um, I called it wild welcome when I preached on it. And it's, uh, and this just reinforces that this is for everyone. Yeah. She also talked about recognizing the spirit of God in, in an unexpected person. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and, and being reminded of this idea, like, no, like <laughs> wisdom can come from anywhere. And, and not only do I hope to be able to offer wisdom to others, but also I, I need to receive it um, at times as well, which I thought was, I thought she, yeah, I, I appreciated um, the words that she shared. And, and if some, if somebody missed it, they can go back and give it a listen. Uh, I assume that's still available via the Facebook page. It is. Yep. Go back and so. listen. We had a guest, for those who don't know, we had a guest preacher on Sunday, Shelley Latham, uh, Reverend Shelley Latham, who is the president of the Omaha Presbyterian Seminary Foundation. And uh, yeah, she did a nice job. Um, and it, it's interesting the way it all ties together that she was preaching from a passage, I think in Acts 9, the story of, of Lydia. Um but uh, yeah, it's 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 an important part of this this acts of the apostles to consistently reinforce how this vision of this Jesus movement is bigger than any one people group, right? And the first pivot in that was away from just practicing Jews, right? So this is not limited. This this Jesus movement is not limited to just practicing Jews. They open it up to right? Gentiles, which means everybody who's not Jewish. And then this, this story of the, the Pentecost intentionally names all these nationalities and people groups and languages. And, and then, um, as Shelley explained, Lydia would have been an outsider from uh, Thi- Theodosia. Thi- anyways. Um, someplace else, some yeah. outside place. Right. And also a woman and also a business owner and how these, all these different identities of hers would make her a less likely candidate to be one to receive the gospel and, and then to share the gospel. And yet there she was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of Acts uh, is this sort of, is this expansion, right? It's just, it's just, it's just always expansion, right? It's always, uh, you know, <clears throat> that the water is sort of spreading out as it were. Um, and it moves from the, I, I would say even like the first expansion out is even smaller. It moves from the disciples to out. And then from, from those within the Jewish faith tradition out from that and, and farther and farther along. One, I, one of the things that I noticed in this reading that I haven't necessarily noticed before is that um, all of these, and I, well, maybe I did, but it just struck me again, perhaps all of these folks who are from different parts of the world are in Jerusalem. Um, like they, they don't just happen to be there. Um, they're, they're there because they are devout Jews. 
and they are there for Pentecost, which was a pre-existing Jewish festival, uh, 50-something, 50 days after harvest or something. I think it has to do with a harvest of of some sort. Um, But I'll check the Google machine. Yeah. So I don't know. I was just kind of struck by the, you know, and at this sound, at this rushing wind, violent sound that they hear inside this one particular building, <laughs> they all gather. Um, but they gather because they have, because they are people of faith, uh, and because they are curious about about what's going on. It just kind of struck me. Yeah. this time around but how's the google machine doing it uh pentecost refers to the jewish festival of shavuot celebrated on the 50th day after passover oh, after passover okay also known as the feast of weeks or the feast of 50 days in the rabbinic tradition uh and so that's why the jewish people were all there in jerusalem they were gathered for that so do you uh, think that they would have come for Passover and then stuck around? You would just stick around, wouldn't you? For 50 you days. You wouldn't. Well, how long is it going to take you to get home? It, I mean, yeah, from some of these locations, yeah, I'm sure you're right. Or um, maybe, you would, uh, maybe you wouldn't quite get there in time for a pass. You know, you'd come during the season. Yeah. At some point, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's, uh, it's a it's an exciting story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and um, I don't know. Is there anything else? We're we're going to hear diverse, different perspectives on this story on Sunday morning because, or maybe a variety of perspectives on Indeed. Sunday morning because we have a unique. Uh, is it time to? I don't know if that's an announcement. I don't know if that. Is related to the Bible study portion. I don't know if we're changing gears. Let's uh, let's this... yes, let's yes and that. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about what our service is going to look like as it relates to the story, and then we can move into announcements. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah, this is like one of those like uh, one of those CVT transmissions. That, like they don't really have gears. I don't know. That's my vehicle that I own has a continuously variable transmission. So we're continuously variably transmitting into your space uh, <laughs> as you listen to us ramble. Um, but the exciting thing is that uh, this Sunday, because it's the story of the birth of the church, and this is not just a Presbyterian story, um, this is a story for all the church. And so churches all around the world are celebrating Pentecost on this Sunday. And so we're going to celebrate it with some of our sisters and brothers in faith uh, here in Hastings, Nebraska. Uh, we have the Grace United Methodist Church. We have uh, St. Mark's Pro-Episcopal Cathedral. We have the Christian Church Disciples of Christ. And we have First Presbyterian Church. And so there will be four churches coming together to celebrate this beautiful story of Pentecost, which means you get the benefit of five pastors. Uh, Did you like my math there? (laughs) I liked the use of the word benefit. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, you're going to hear diverse perspectives on this from the pastors of each church and, and here at First Presbyterian Church. There's two of us. So four churches, five pastors, and it's a benefit. Uh, and so, yeah, um, we're excited to join forces and to, to, to join together with our sisters and brothers from the three other churches. And uh, yeah, it, it should be an interesting uh, conversation. Uh, we're doing what we call a dialogue sermon, where we sit and talk and chat about uh, this passage, this passage in the Pentecost story, and what it means to each of us in our own context and lives as preachers, uh, and as pastors, and as Christians. And um, one of the cool things is that uh, Damon and I will be outnumbered by female pastors, and that is awesome. Uh, <laughs> Y'all don't. Uh, those of you who are faithful listeners and also faithful members of First Pres uh, don't hear a lot of female pastors, although we do try to try to get female voices in our pulpit with some regularity. Uh, but uh, each of these other three churches that we're celebrating this Pentecost Sunday with are, um, are women. And so we're excited to join forces with them. We're going to share communion together as well, uh, which is going to be a, a holy and blessed experience. And so, yeah. They're... I well, you tell me if I'm correct or not. I think that there will be a combined choir of sorts. There will be. And, yes. Yep. Okay. And I don't know, maybe you mentioned this and I just missed it. The service is taking place at Brickyard Park. Correct. Yes. We're going to be outdoors. Um, I haven't checked the forecast and it's now only uh, five days away. So yes, outdoors at Brickyard Park in Hastings, Nebraska. Uh, and uh, at 10.30 a.m., there will be a combined choir. The choir will meet only once to rehearse, and that will be at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. So if you want to sing in the choir, get there at 10 a.m. They'll run through the music once or twice. And then, uh, yeah, worship at 10.30. Um, this is not Pentecost-related, but there will also be a coffee truck there. Barista's uh, coffee cart will be there schlepping coffee for us. I don't think you schlep coffee, do you? I think you could schlep anything. Okay, well. I mean, I, my, I thought schlep just meant like to carry or to drag around. Yeah. They're schlepping yeah. the coffee cart to serve us coffee. Yeah. yeah they're yeah, not yeah. schlepping coffee. No, they're slinging it. They're slinging it. You're slinging slinging it. Coffee. That was probably the word I was going for, yeah. but then schlep came out. <laughs> so so they're schlepping the, the, the trailer over there. To sling coffee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and that's this coming Sunday. That's this Sunday, June the 5th. June and so 5th. we're going to move fully into our announcements about the life of the church now uh, for whoever is editing this and <laughs> cutting out the announcements portion. Editing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we edit these? We are the one take wonders of the world. <laughs> <we? Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> edit stuff. Um, yeah, so that's that's this Sunday. Uh, we hope you all can join us. And I will say, too, if you're listening and planning on attending and uh, you don't have any difficulty walking a few blocks, we'll invite you to park out in the neighborhood and walk to Brickyard Park. And we'll leave the parking lot spaces open for those with limited mobility, please. Um, and folks and, should should bring a chair. Uh, you can bring a chair, although Brickyard Park has a built in uh, uh, amphitheater and it's got uh, bench seating in there. Uh, and so if you are one of those people that has one of their stadium seats that you put that gives you a little back, 
bring that or bring your own chair. You could also bring a blanket because there's also uh, some lawn area that is in this natural amphitheater where you could put down a blanket, and hang out on a blanket. Sunscreen. Sunscreen, hats. Yeah. Perhaps a parasol. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe a other shade thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was very eloquent. Okay, that's the sixth. What else is happening? That's the fifth. That's uh, Sunday, June 5th. What is the um, sixth month? <clears throat> yes, the fifth day of the sixth month. What's yeah, exciting yeah. is that that is going to be a really big week in the life of our church. So we start out with Pentecost Sunday uh, in the park at 1030. Then Wednesday, June the 8th, what's happening? I think that is the food. Tr- is this a quiz? Is this a test? All it of is. a sudden, the test broke out. Indeed. Well, I assume there's lots of things. One of the things that I know that is happening is that day is the food truck roundup in the Peace Center parking lot, uh, beginning at 5 p.m. and going until, I'm going to say, 8 is my guess. Uh, there'll be uh, some picnic tables set up, some yard games set up. Uh, we'll have a sound system there, be playing some music as well. And we will have at least three, possibly four food trucks there also. Uh, so it's kind of, it's just kind of a, it's a fun fellowship event. Um, come out, grab something from, I think the food truck options are going to be Beto's, Hangry's, Nomad Pizza, and is there a tropical, is tropical snow going to be there? Tropical no. Snow said no, so uh, Special Scoops ice cream. Special Scoops, even better. I'd rather have ice cream than Tropical Snow anyway. Really? So, yeah. Good to know. I can make ice like in my own freezer. That's not... Yeah, but you don't have that thing that shreds it into the little fine particles that make it delicious to pour syrup on and then eat. Yeah, you're right. I don't, but... I mean, I can make ice cream too, but... Um, but yeah, okay. So special scoops will be there. Yeah. So yeah, so that's good. So good fellowship, and also, uh, you know, invite somebody else to come. Invite somebody maybe that you haven't seen at church for a while. Uh, invite somebody that's never been to First Pres. Uh, you got family in town. Bring them as well. Uh, it's a very uh, low. So it's an easy point of entry. Hopefully it's the zero entry uh, end of the pool. pool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We actually have a number of zero entry events in the month of June. Uh, Great opportunities for you to invite folks to join you uh, that won't feel uh, scary to do so. We're having a lot of fun in June. And so, uh, and we'll repeat these uh, over the coming weeks, but Sunday, June 12th, we have a jazz Sunday. We're going to have a big band jazz combo here helping elite worship. Sunday, June 19th, we're calling Bluegrass Sunday, and we're going to have a bluegrass band here helping to lead worship. And then Sunday, June 26th, we're calling Folk Sunday, and we're going to have a folk band uh, here helping to lead worship. And so each Sunday in June, we got some special music lined up, uh, and these are great opportunities for you to invite other folks to join you. Um, If you have friends who are bluegrass fans, tell them to come with you June 19th. If you have friends who are folk music fans or, or, um, should I tell them, Talbot Brothers fans? Yeah, I think you should definitely tell them. (laughs) 
that's uh, mm-hmm. that's our folk band that is leading worship on Sunday, June 26th. So we hope you can join us for uh, for those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we got more in July as well, but I don't know if we want to get into that yet or not. Other things in the offing for the summer, possibly a car show, uh, a sodbusters baseball game, and cookout sort of a thing. We got vacation Bible school which is coming up. We should make sure that we mention more specifics about Vacation Bible School. Yeah, those specifics would include that we're running Vacation Bible School at the end of June. It will be uh, June 27th through 29th. And uh, we're still taking signups for uh, participants. So if your children or grandchildren want to come to VBS, Vacation Bible Schools, bring them, get them signed up. And we're also still looking for some volunteers. And so if you want to volunteer for Vacation Bible School, please, uh, please reach out. We'd love to plug you in. Uh, we're short a few volunteers. I think we need about six more in order to have enough volunteer staff to make it run. So if, uh, if the Holy Spirit moves you, then uh, give us a call and we'll get you lined up to volunteer for Vacation Bible School. And Vacation Bible School is also food truck themed. Indeed. We're, it's the summer of food trucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's what the that's what the history books will say, I'm sure. At least in uh, on this block of Hastings, Nebraska. <laughs> well, I mean, when somebody writes the history of First Presbyterian Church, they'll say in our 149th year, it was the summer of food trucks. Yeah, well, then that that's all that's all that entry will be, because that's fully self-explanatory, and you know, it's obvious what that means i would say so uh we should mention these uh for the month of june uh we're just having the 10 30 service uh there's no early service because uh, we got some big special stuff going on during that 10 30 service and we want people to go and check that out and also which you know just a little break for us uh, from the two services every Sunday thing. Uh, We'll go back to two services every Sunday in July uh, with an early service in the park. So uh, folks can, can be on the lookout for that. Anything else? Yeah. Oh, the service in the park is just, that's one of the uh, things we learned from COVID that people in the summertime enjoy sitting out in the park and worshiping together. And we have this lovely city park just across the street from our church, the North called Alexander park that has, amazing shade in the morning and so we get to sit over there in the shade and praise god together and uh, get the whole neighborhood involved whether they wanted to be or not that's right that's right yeah so um anything anything else i think we've covered it all all right may i please close us with a word of prayer please do loving and gracious god Help us to see in faith our brothers and sisters in you. Help us to hear in faith all of the wisdom that you provide through everybody. Help us, O oh God, to live into this understanding and live into this knowledge that your Holy Spirit dwells not just with me, just, not just with us, but with everyone. As we move into the story of Pentecost, as we remember and celebrate the birth of your church, 
help us to remember that we are all your ministers, that we are all fully qualified to carry out your work in the world. In your gracious and loving name, we pray. Amen. Amen. With all those things then said and done, until next time, toodaloo. Thank you.